Hey friends, thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. This is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD, and I am so grateful that you are joining us on our self-care journey. I want to ask you to remember to make sure that you subscribe so that you're always aware of a new conversation that drops, that you rate us because we want to know how we're doing. Give us five stars. And that you leave a review so that other people can know what we're talking about and know why they should join in on the conversation. Thank you so much for your help. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, it's your girl Kristen Denise, also known as KD, here with another episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. I haven't talked to you guys in a couple weeks, and I did miss you. But, you know, you know how I feel. Life be life. And I don't pretend uh, if I can't or if I, you know, if I don't want to. Sometimes I don't want to record or I don't feel like I have anything productive to say. Um, Last weekend, that wasn't the case. The weekend before that, I was finishing out the semester of the my PhD program. Fun fact, sis ended the first semester of her PhD program with a 4.0 GPA. I worked really, 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 really hard for that thing. And I got it. And I'm so grateful. Sweet Jesus. Um, So that was what happened that first weekend. I was just finishing up things for that semester. Last weekend, I, as a reward to myself for finishing the semester, I went to visit my sister, one of my closest sister friends, Talitha. Haven't seen her and her family since the start of the pandemic. Um, missed them terribly. Terribly, those are my folks and my people. And had not seen them in over two years. And like my heart, I just couldn't take it anymore. So that was my uh, end of the semester gift to myself was a trip to go kick it with my people. So I got to see my niece and my nephew and with my brother and my sister, have fun, celebrate life and achievements and wins, give them some time to go be married folk without having to be parents because I took over the parenting duties for a very short period of time. And I gave them the kids back. You hear me? I gave them children back. I love the kids, but they ain't never quiet. And I like silence. You know, so, but it was good to be able to support them, to love on them, to be there for them, um, to just hug and chill and see and have girl time and create memories. And yeah, so that was last weekend. So I was doing all that, which is why I didn't record an episode last weekend. But it is the last Sunday of 2021, and I was not going to let the year end without adding at least one more episode to the podcast, which is funny though, because it's going to, for the most part, still be a replay of um two previous episodes so this is still different right this is the first time I'm going to actually put two episodes back to back on a replay like I said the last week of 2021 this is the last Sunday of 2021 and normally by this point I would have told you guys you know have you done your year in review have you planned for what you want in the next year and all this other stuff and I didn't do any of that so I feel like I'm talking really fast. Let me intentionally slow down. That was one of the things one of my teachers said this semester. She was like, you always have all this great information, but you speak so quickly. We can't hear you. (laughs) So um, I'm actually kind of excited. This is the most energy I've had in a couple days. This week has actually been really challenging for me. Um, My seasonal depression kicked it up a notch on Monday, which was interesting. It was also the day I came back from visiting my friends. Um... I've definitely cried every day since, a couple times a day, really hard, almost spent Christmas completely by myself, but one of my sister friends was like, come on now, just for a little bit, and I I listened after initially declining, I did listen, and I got to 
go spend some time with my god babies, which always brings me joy and, and meet some of her cousins and stuff. It ended up being a good time. I'm glad she did a spin the block on me and came back around like, hey, you don't got to stay for long, but just come through for a little while. So, you know, spend the whole day by yourself. Get two people in your life who will love you well, uh, who will spin the block on you if need be, but to make sure that you know that you are supported and loved and cared for. Um, so that helped. And then today I woke up in a better mood. I haven't cried today. That feels really good. It's the first time in a week I haven't cried. Um, so that feels amazing actually. So, you know, we working this thing out. We working this thing out together. I'm excited about what is to come. I'm excited about 2022. I'm managing some sadness now, but you know, as we all know, joy and sadness can still get sit together and you can still end up having a time better than you thought possible. Overall, I can say this season has been actually, generally speaking, one of my better ones, even with this last week being really challenging. Um, Overall, I'm doing well and I'm grateful. And my prayer is that overall you are doing well. And I'm grateful if your answer to that is yes, I am. I'm praying for you and sending you love and good vibes and sweet energy. And your answer is no. Um, May you feel better. May the days get brighter. May the warmth of the sun also warm your soul. May you know that you are loved and supported. May you have everything you need to at least be okay until you can get back to being more than okay and doing what you need to do to be well in this season and every season hereafter. Um, I think those are all of my updates. Hopefully you treated yourself. If you've not gotten yourself something, I don't care how big or small, it could be from Dollar Tree or it could be a little Vuitton bag. I don't care. If you did not buy yourself a Christmas gift, get yourself a New Year's gift or a Kwanzaa gift, some kind of gift. Like, love on yourself well. You've made it through another really challenging year. 2021 was interesting. Um, All the way around. 2020, child, as I'm reflecting, 2021 was interesting. Um, But we here. We made it. And unfortunately, everybody can't say that. Hopefully you're well. COVID is going around like, woo child, right now. I've been fortunate thus far and it has not been my testimony. I'm going to pray that it continues to not be my testimony. I'm one of them people that's going to try to make it through this whole thing without getting COVID. So, you know, hopefully you have not had the COVID experience. And if you have, hopefully it was mild or, you know, you were asymptomatic and you were able to recover quickly and well. Um, so, yes, like I said, I'm going to do two replays back to back. One is on how to conduct a year in review. And then the next replay will be about preparing to win in the year ahead. Um, you can always slide into my DMs on Instagram. Hopefully you're following BLKGRL self-care revolution because let's have a black girl self-care revolution. I'm excited. I, it, it seems like I got to check, you know, it's got to check my life, but it seems like I'll be able to offer a group coaching program um, in the spring of 2022. So if you're interested in that, let me know. I'm excited about that. Oh, another another win. We are over 75,000 downloads because y'all are faithful listeners and y'all are still sharing. Y'all are going back and listening to old episodes. And for that, sis is grateful. Thank you so much for continuing to listen in. I might actually try to do a bonus episode this week. Um, we'll see what happens. I do have a little bit of a lighter week. I do have some stuff to work on. Got some transitions coming up. Excited about life and all of that. Um, but it's also gonna take a lot of my time. So that's the other side. We'll see if I have some extra time that I might do a bonus episode and we'll do, we'll talk about, uh, some of the top episodes of this last year. So that's it. That's all. 
get to these replays. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm, I believe in you. I'm praying God's best for you in the year to come. And remember, at the end of the day, do what you need to do to be more than okay. Make it a great day, great week, great month, great year, and enjoy the replay. Hey friends, it's your girl Kristen Denise, also known as KD, here with another episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. Yay! Um, I know I sound a little crazy. Life has been lifing, and so my voice is doing its own thing. Um, this episode, as have been like the last two, is later than normal. But I think in the last episode, I explained that December is a, a little bit interesting for me. So the episodes are going to come when they come. But I promise they're going to keep coming. And if one can't come, I'll let you know in advance. Cool? Cool. Um, First thing... Special thank you to all of our listeners. We have crossed the 3,000 download mark for all of our, uh, across our various uh, episodes. Lord, I can't get my words together. Um, So thank you. Thank you to everybody who has listened. That really blessed me that there are 3,000 people who have listened or at least 3,000 episodes that have been listened to, whatever the case may be. It's... um, super duper appreciated. I feel it deep down in my soul that 3,000 times somebody has felt like I had something worthy of listening to. So thank you, friends. I really appreciate that. Our best episode is still planning to win in the fourth quarter. Y'all love that thing. Um, It is still the episode that has had the most downloads and listens. So I'm glad I actually may have something special along those lines over the next coming weeks. So we shall see. Um, but I'm super excited about what should be coming, hopefully in December, but possibly in January. Again, we shall see. Thank you to everyone that has purchased the new book, 28 Days to Launch. Um, super excited about how you will use it to bring your dreams to life and get to do something fun and new. Thank you, uh, to Sister Talk Radio Show for having me on and doing an interview and me getting to share about both the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care and the new book, 28 Days to Launch. It's been an eventful week since I last recorded. I, I do want to say that I've celebrated two of my really good friends' birthdays. My goddaughter's birthday was Friday. Her party was yesterday. My sugar bear was so stinking cute. Um, So super excited to get to do that and to be a part of that. Life is good. I took one final, praise God, on Friday. And I have a... Ending with a 91 in my chemistry class. I have one more final, one more class to take on Tuesday. Uh, as of now, I have an A in the class. We're going to hope that we keep that party going and it may stage an A. Um, let me think. Uh, let me also take a drink of water. Um, thank you for your patience. It's eventful. My mommy's coming into town this week, which means I'm going to spend like the next three days deep cleaning my house because, yeah. Um, I graduate this week on Saturday. That's crazy. Uh, That's actually super crazy. I haven't fully processed that yet, so I'm not going to talk about that too much. Um, I'm sure I'll have times to say when it's done. But it's it's been a lot of life over here with the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care. Hopefully you've been living a lot of good stuff. Um, It's my encouragement to you to remember to celebrate. Uh, This is typically my down season. This is when my depression flares up something crazy. And my anxiety. And so far, I've been able to 
kind of pushed from joy to joy, which has felt really good. Some of that is just having been so busy, excuse me, that I haven't um, been able to kind of just fully sit and be with myself, which I need to do um, in this in this time. So we'll see what this next week brings. It slows down a little bit because it's not like I have homework and a bunch of tests. I just have the one test um, to do on Tuesday. So that's my life. And thank you guys for being a part of it. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are awesome. Um, on to the next thing. Yay us. So we're going to just jump right into today's episode, which is about conducting a year end review. Now, most people know what a year end review is. A lot of people have them at their companies where they just evaluate your performance over the last year. These were your accomplishments. These might've been your pitfalls. This is where you went really well. This is what needs improvement. Here's some, you know, growth spots, blah, 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 whatever. And they tend to be very beneficial at work, but I am a person who is a strong advocate for conducting a year-end review for your life. I'm naturally very self-reflective, like very, very in my head, very, very thinking things over and over and over again. Like I ruminate on stuff over and over and over again. I want to understand the what went right, what went left, what went south, north, whatever. That's my natural inclination. Um... And, and funny enough, I used to use it in a very negative way. I used to always pay attention to what went wrong and pretty much only what went wrong when I ruminated on stuff. But now I have learned to pay attention to what goes right and why it went right. And to see the totality of a picture, nothing is 100% perfect. Even when you have something where a bunch of stuff goes right, there were probably still one or two things that went wrong. Um, and when you have something that well, to- in the totality of where left, you probably still had a couple things that went right. And so I've learned how to be a little bit more um, unbiased in my evaluations and not assign good or bad, but to kind of look at the entirety of the scenario. And it's one of the things that has really, really helped me over the last couple of years to have a bomb.com year in the year to come. So December is normally a time when I do this. I, I honestly normally would have already started by now, but I, I told you what my year has been looking like. I told you what this last week has looked like. I ain't done nothing, but I'm going to do it in the week to come. I'm going to start my year in review. And I'm going to share that process with you so that hopefully you can have your year in review. And then you can, when you, when you get into 2020, it can totally become the year of your dreams. Because that's what I want for all of us. That's what I'm expecting for me. And it's totally what I want to see for you. So a couple of quick things when you do your year review, or at least this is how I do it. The first thing is I just kind of hit all my highlights for the year. Like what are the f- top three to five things that I have done this year that have happened this year that have made me feel amazing this year that I can say this gets a gold star. This was like a pivotal moment in my year. It made everything leading up to it worthwhile, even if everything leading up to it was crazy. These are the things that when I reflect on 2019, I really want to remember. It's like a high level view of your year. So I can, while I have not done my year in review yet, I can give you a couple of those things for me. Um, one of them will be going to Rwanda. That was totally a highlight of my year. Utterly amazing experience. Still trying to figure out how I'm going to get back. One of them is going to Kenya. Oh my gosh, completely different experience from Rwanda, but absolutely beautiful. Still feel it super deeply in my soul. I've been communicating with my Kenyan brothers and sisters on like a daily basis because I miss them so much. Um, And super sweet, right? They miss me too. 
I've been sharing pictures from events, like all kinds of stuff. Um, because it was awesome. And, and those people really have found their way into my heart, not just the trip itself, but the people I interacted with. And I cannot wait to see them again because I plan to see them again in 2020 for an extended period of time. I'll tell you about those plans later. So that's one for me. Another or those are two for me. And then I'll give you this. Uh, well, I'll, let's see. I'll give you at least three or four. And then I'm going to stop on that one and move on to something else. A third one for me is um, at a former job I had with Be the, an organization called Be The Bridge. I put together a youth leadership summit um, called the Student Leadership Institute. And I designed that whole thing from top to bottom. I designed the daily schedule, uh, picked the session topics, created the um, application, and then was, you know, blessed and trusted to shepherd almost 30 young people through this three-day intensive, three-and-a-half-day intensive, uh, becoming anti-racist leaders as students, you know, as middle and high school and a few college students, but helping them learn what it means to become anti-racist leaders in their local schools and their local communities. And that thing changed my life. Those kids blessed me so I still have. One of the things we did as a part of this experience was called warm fuzzies and what you were able to do or write notes to people throughout our time together of how they've impacted you or something, you know, you saw in them or whatever the case may be. And the things it's still sitting on my dresser, the things that those kids wrote, I review it from time to time. I'm going to definitely read through it again by the end of the year. But it was a reminder that um, my life has great impact. And sometimes impact further than what I've seen. And some of the things that they wrote, like one little girl who I felt like she was not feeling me the entirety of the uh, Student Leadership Institute because I'm the I'm also very much so like the enforcer of like rules and stuff. And so while I've learned to chill out in that and be sweet in that, it used to be hard for me to be sweet in that. I lean totally into authority. Um, I do not do that anymore. I don't lean totally into authority, but authority is still kind of where I start. And so I felt like I was getting on this baby's nerves the entirety of the trip. And after we ended on Sunday, because kids came on Thursday, they left on Sunday. After we ended on that Sunday, she sent me the most beautiful text message because all the kids had my phone number. It was like, if you need anything at any point, you can text me day or night. It does not matter. Um, like, and had me bawling, crying in Perimeter Mall because I went to the mall after it was over. And it, I don't even remember. I think I was returning something. Um, and it was crazy because it was the person who I thought was least impacted by me. And she sent me this all extra extended text message to say how significant of an impact I'd had on her life. And I was like, whoa. Um, so that was definitely, definitely a highlight for me in ways I just can't even explain, um, of how it has motivated me. It has pushed me, even when some other things have happened that weren't so positive along those lines with that particular organization, that reminded me that in this season, in those moments, I was called to be exactly where I was doing exactly what I was doing, and God honored it uh, with the life change of the people that participated. Yes and amen. Um, another one, I'll be graduating next week. That is something that's been 20 years in the making. I've thought about going back to school off and on, like, plenty of times and had done it. Um and I think, I don't know, I think it, maybe I always wanted my degree to be from FAMU and I didn't want it if it was going to be from somewhere else. And the stars aligned. This year, the stars aligned and I'm 
that's it. I'm finished. I'm graduating. My friend has picked up my name card and my cap and gown for me already. And when I, I go to Tallahassee on Thursday, you know, and when I come back on Saturday, I come back as a graduate of the Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University. Something I started 20 years ago when I went down there in August of 1999. Um, but I get to finish it in December of 2019. And that testimony, that story, like I, God has already been using it to encourage people to go back to finish what they started. Um, I've gotten so much amazing feedback. My students love it. My students think it's the coolest thing ever. Um, and we're really mad that they couldn't come to my graduation. So I got to figure out something I could do with my little loves. But yeah, like highlights and I have more. I'm excited. This might be one of my longest list of highlights. 2019 overall, while it has some definite rough moments, has been really, really good to me. And I am grateful. And so that's one thing. What are the things that went well? Um, second thing, what are some things that did not go as well? Um, and why? Like, pay attention, like, really dig deep and figure out it and see if you can figure out why they didn't go well. What was the holdup? What kept you from, I don't know, performing at your peak? What made somebody turn you down? What made whatever happened happen? And the same thing, try to do, you know, you don't have to do as many because it doesn't have to be an equal thing. I think my year has had far more joyful, uplifting, blessed type moments than it has had low moments in 2019 in particular. But what were some of the things that did happen that you can learn from and pay attention to? One of the things for me is that I started to actually see my cycles of depression um, because my life in and of itself was pretty chill. My life was super even kill. And because it was super even kill, when the depression came back, it had no trigger. It wasn't triggered by the holidays like it normally is. It wasn't triggered by financial hardship. I was making more than enough money. It wasn't, no, nothing was going wrong. My life was actually really, really good. And my depression still came back. So that sucked because I'm like, I don't want to be depressed. I want to feel the fullness of the joy of the moment that I'm in. Um, and I will say the sign of my depression so my depression shows up in various ways. Um, in the fall, when it comes my traditional time of feeling depressed, of my depression kind of coming to the forefront, I feel everything super duper deeply. In particular, my sadness. Like it feels almost like a um, like a weighted blanket, and I feel everything like to the core of my being. And I'm highly emotional, and I cry a lot. Um, yeah. Well, when my depression came back earlier this year and it was just a cycle of depression, not being triggered by something else, I was numb. I didn't really feel anything good or bad. I could have, it, it took extreme, something really extreme for me to feel any emotion whatsoever. And that, uh, I don't like that either. Um, I was, I've been trying to figure out which do I prefer more? Like, do I want to be numb or do I want to feel things super, super deeply? I think well, it can be sometimes annoying for me. I land on the side of super deep because the numb for me was almost scary um, because I, I feel I'm a deep feeler in general. I'm a very sensitive soul. So not feeling things, things that in particular things that I know should have made me really happy and not having the joy from that, well, it broke my heart. Um, so, right. So that for me was definitely one of the things that happened this year. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Um... So that was a low. The way that my time ended with Be the Bridge was a low. 
Um, won't get into too many details on that, but you know, I, I had a lot of feelings surrounding it. And so something, and I didn't actually get a chance to fully investigate it in the moment just because I had so much stuff going on. So I do want to go back and investigate that and have some conversations around that. Um, a low for me is one of my really good friends moving out of the city. Like that person, Sam was like my rock. That was my ride or die. We did so much together. I could call Sam in the middle of the day and say I needed a hug. I could call Sam in the middle of the day and say, let's go shopping. And he pretty much always obliged. We were um, darn near inseparable while he was here. And so Sam not just being down the street, it's not just a quick phone call. Me being able to literally count on my hands the number of times I've seen Sam over the last four or five months hurts my heart a little bit and by a little bit I mean a lot because one of my somebody who became very quickly a a dear friend of my life and someone who became very significant to me was gone and not permanently gone obviously he just moved but that changed the dynamic of what we could do in our friendship um flip side I love him and appreciate him so much more because having him not so close by has has shown me exactly what he meant to me um as a friend as a just a dear friend and support uh, he sent me a message the other day he was like yo I love you and he used this nickname that he gave me that I'm not telling y'all because I don't need nobody else calling me that nickname um but it made me cry because it was just a sweet reminder that I am seen and loved and known and it came completely out the blue, like nothing else was happening. He just was like, yo, I love you. And I was like, man, I love you. And I miss you so much, friend. So, you know, that was a low. And I know, I definitely know why that was a low. Um, so do both. What went really well? What was exciting? Like what blessed your heart, you know, gave you energy to get to the next thing? And then what went really left? What didn't feel so good? What? you know, could have gone better, where could you learn and grow from? Both of those things were relevant and they're important. And those are lessons you need to take into the next year. Um, Another thing with my year in review, I totally evaluate the people in my life. So what went well, what went left? Uh, Who's here and how have they helped me grow? Who are the people I spent the most time texting, talking to, interacting with um and again like what was the value add I know a ton of people I've done a lot of stuff over the years so I legitimately know a ton of people and but I'm not close to everybody everybody doesn't know the intimate details of my life and I don't really share that with a lot of people so I think mostly other people who I'm closest with who are the people who I could text in, in my dark places and helped me to find my light again. Um, that's one of the things I got to say about my friend Melanie at her birthday party is that she's trustworthy and thoughtful because I could trust her with my dark places and you just can't do that with everybody. Everybody can't handle your darkness, but Melanie not only can handle my darkness, she's offered to sit with me in it. And that is a gift. Um, so think of the people in your life. Who are you interacting with the most, doing the most with? What's the value add? Where where are they helping you to be a better person? Also, think of where you're adding value to them. Make sure your relationships aren't one-sided. I've had, now, I've had some years where some of my relationships have been more one-sided than I wanted them to be, but it was just the nature of what was going on that year. Um, 
but it allowed me to be aware of that so that in the next year I could put forth effort in investing back in them the same way they had been investing in me. Because I do believe while it may never be the same, that it is important for it not to be one sided. So who are those people that you need to invest back in? What are the relationships that you need to add something to? Are there some relationships you need to pull away from because they are one sided and not with good reason, if that makes sense. There are sometimes some of my relationships feel a little bit more one sided. But when I say it's totally with good reason, I have friends that have multiple kids that are in school, married, and they have like 97 billion things going on. So it's I recognize it's harder for them to show up. It's not personal. It's not that they don't love me. It's not that they don't want to be there when they can. They do show up. But they don't have the same flexibility I have in this particular season. But they acknowledge it. They still show their appreciation. And they're not just like, oh, you just got a deal. Like, they want to be there. Life circumstances are just kind of getting in their way. And I respect that. So when you're doing this, I'm talking about people you need to pull away from. I'm talking about people where it's totally one-sided. And they're trying to keep it that way. They don't care about adding value back into you. Um, They have no desire to do that. It's not that they have oh so much going on in their life. It's just that you're not a priority to them in the same way that you have prioritized them. And friend, and for the sake of self-care, you need to create some distance there. You need to walk away from that. You've got to make sure. I don't always get poured back into from the same places I pour out into, but I'm always getting poured back into so that I continue to have something to pour out of from, you know? So if that's not what's happening in some of your relationships as you do your relationship evaluation, let that go. There are people who I've let go in one season and been able to bring them back in another. Like relationships are cyclical and that's fine, but you can't afford to be pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out and nothing's coming back in. That's not okay. Um, even my friends who are super busy, like I said, who are, who are moms, who are wives or who are dads and husbands and students and entrepreneurs and some of everything else, while they may not be able to show up all the time, they do show up and they do make it a point to show me, um, that they love and care for me. And that's significant and important. And it's definitely what should be done. And the same is true for you. So we've evaluated the highs and lows of our big activities. We've now evaluated our relationships. Look at the goals you set at the beginning of the year or technically at the end of last year. How many of those goals have you achieved? How many things have you crossed off your list? Did you add new goals and take some old goals away mid-year? I did. One of my goals, I definitely ended up, I started working on it and was moving along and then school happened and it, I pressed stop on that altogether because school became the new goal and it was going to take time, energy and effort. And I only got so many hours in a day, but I can honestly say the, uh, the, well, out of the five big goals I set at the beginning of the year, I've co- accomplished four of them. And out of the, the, like I said, the one I removed, it got replaced with finishing school and I've accomplished that too. So out of the six, we'll say big goals, I said at the beginning of the, well, this year, seven, because I went to Kenya, that was actually a goal too. So across the course of this year, if you include just personal goals, there were seven. If you talk about work goals too, I probably had 10, 12 without me sitting down and doing the actual evaluation 
in front of me goals that I wanted to accomplish this year. And I can only think of one I did not accomplish. And it's not even because I couldn't. It's because I took it off the list to refocus my time and energy on finishing college. For me, this year has been a win. Okay. Um, I still count it because it was a goal I set, even though it was eventually replaced. So for me, it's important to still count it because I actually made quite a bit of progress on it. And when I choose to pick it back up again, which will probably be the top of 2020, honestly. Um, but when I choose to pick it back up again, I'm like, it's such a good foundational place much further along than I was when I initially said it, that I am so excited about what's to come. Um, so yeah, like your goals, what goals did you set? Where did you fall off? What, you know what I think like, I have one more goal where I fell off. I had a goal of reading a certain number of books and I am so behind right now. And it's because I had to refocus time and energy towards some other activities throughout the year. And I did not get to read as much as I normally would. So I think right now I've, I've, had, I've finished 13 or 14 books so far this year. My goal number was much higher than that. Um, so I am going to spend some concentrated time reading over the next couple of weeks as life kind of cools off some, in particular the Christmas break. I don't know where I will finish that at, but... I am honestly not certain that I will get to my goal because I got quite a few more books to read if I'm going to hit it. And I just don't know if that's going to be the case. And it's okay. Uh, This is not to berate yourself if you did not accomplish all of your goals. This is to celebrate the goals that you did accomplish. And this is to see what things you want to carry over into the new year if you didn't accomplish it. And this is to see for the things that you didn't accomplish if you can figure out why. If we understand our process and how we got to a particular place, we are more apt to be able to compensate for it in the year to come. So that is the year in review. It's literally just a review. The highlights of the activities, the highlights of the goals, the highlights of the people that are uh, that were in your life for 2019. So, again, step one. Big things that went really well, that really impacted you, that kind of made your year positive, at least uh, three to five. You can get, if you got more, put more. Um, I actually have a goal of going through every month and kind of listing something for each month of the year, but that's because I've been doing this for a while. So I can, I'm pretty good at highlighting the different things throughout the year. For me, if this is your first time, that may be a little bit difficult for you to reflect back on. If you keep a planner or a journal, that can help you in this process. Um, so highs and lows of activities of your year, second part, the people in your life, who are the people that really helped you make it through this year with a smile on your face, um, who helped you to keep pushing when it wasn't so easy to keep pushing. And then who were the people who you may need to create some distance from? What are the relationships that might need some space or at least a conversation? I will say this, I ended 20, what is it? 2018 having a really, really a serious conversation about the state of my friendship and whether or not it would move forward with Sam. And um, we sat and it was super real. It didn't come. It wasn't loud and angry and angsty. It was really just a conversation to say, this is what I saw. This is what it made me feel. Um, and this is how I want to move forward. And if we can't make that work, know that I love you because I do. And that hasn't changed, but also know that I love myself enough to not invest in something that's not going to be good for me long term. And in that moment, we were able to hit like a reset button almost. And again, I told you one of the lows of my years, the fact that my friend isn't close by and he's still showing major love and sending crazy support. And 
blessing my life. So something to consider uh, that those conversations, while sometimes challenging, can put you in the best place possible for your friendships to flourish. So that's that. And then the last thing is a goals evaluation. What were the goals you set? In particular, personally, I'm going to include personal and professional um, simply because I don't, I actually don't have a lot of uh, barriers, like barriers that stop my life from kind of crossing from those different realms from personal and professional. Um, the things I do professionally are significant to me personally. I only do work that I really, 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 really believe in. Um, and I work in nonprofit, all the other stuff. So I want to really, really look at that and see, um, you know, out of those goals as well, what was I able to get done and what, you know, what was a high low, all of that and the reasons why. Um, and then my year end review is complete. So have fun completing your year in review, friends. Um, let me know what shakes like was the year better than you realized? Oh, did the year not quite go the way you wanted it to? How did how did shape? Let me know. I love you guys so much. I um, if this is a hard season for you, I send you love and light, and I am praying for opportunities for joy for your spirit. If this is a fun season for you, I pray that your joy be amplified ten times over, and it can carry you on the days that don't feel so good. Um, as you're conducting your year in review, I pray that you give yourself grace. I pray that you get understanding for why things went a way that they did in particular, if it was a way that you didn't like. And I pray for wisdom and insight to know how to use what you've learned to help you have the year you want next year. If you didn't have the year you wanted this year. Um, remember, you can pick up the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care on Amazon.com. You can pick up 28 Days to Launch on Amazon.com. Um... And I love you so much, friends. Have an amazing day. Bye. Hey, friends. It is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD. And this is, is this episode 17? I don't know why I'm never ready for this. I think this is episode 17, though, or 18. One of the two of the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care. So, so excited about this. So happy, so full of joy. Today, as I come to share with you um, a couple of updates, uh, a a podcast update first. Last week was the best week of the podcast. Uh, you all listened across multiple episodes, and we had our higher, high, uh, our highest listenership ever so far last week. So thank you guys for that. You are so awesome and amazing. Keep sharing, keep listening, keep learning and growing. It is appreciated. Thank you so much to our new listeners. I received a lovely message on a Facebook group about the um, imposter syndrome, uh, getting rid of the imposter episode the week before last and how it helped her. And that just warmed my soul. So thank you, sweetheart, for sharing that. Thank you for letting me know that my words have added something to your life. And thank you for being a new subscriber. We love you so much. So thank you for that. Um, I am super duper appreciative. And uh, it was just really a good week in the world of podcasting. In the world of self-care, my personal world of self-care, I know I share about my journey throughout the different episodes. I'm going to give you a solid self-care update 
today is Sunday, December the 15th. Yesterday, I graduated from college with my bachelor's degree. I'm not going to say the title because it's just super long. And until I find it, you know what? Nope, I earned that title. I'm going to stand in it and say it. Never mind. I got my bachelor's of science degree in interdisciplinary studies with a focus in quantitative analysis and education and a minor in business. I know, right? I do a lot. Um, it was a long time coming. This process was literally 20 years in the making. I started college in August of 1999 when my mommy moved me into the on-campus housing at Florida A&M University. Life started life and a lot started happening and I did not graduate. Eventually I moved from Tallahassee in 2005 and moved to Atlanta. I was like, oh, I'll finish at Georgia State or oh, I'll finish here. Oh, I'll start over. Oh, I'll do this over the years and didn't do any of it. And that was fine because what I did do is this semester or in the summer, I got readmitted to the university. I spoke with a counselor to see what it would actually take for me to graduate. Found out that it was not as much as I thought it was. Signed up for those classes for the fall of 2019. Took those classes, excelled in those classes. I'm proud to report I graduated with a 4.0. Other people, you do not have to make a 4.0 your goal. My my philosophy is do your absolute best. Whatever it is, do your best and let that stand on its own. Let that be enough. If you know you've done your best, now if you know you haven't done your best, then don't let that stand. Keep working till you get to your best. Um, I knew my best for these classes was A's and I got my best. I graduate, uh, graduated yesterday with a 4.0. Um, yay me. And I was surrounded by so much love. So thank you to everyone who came. All my friends traveled into town. So for my one friend that lives locally, who was able to just drive down the road. Um, but it, even, it would not have been possible without her. She was just, Carlina, I love you, girl. She's just been a gem throughout this entire process. An advocate, a dear sister and friend, always. And so uh, this, I could not have done this without you. Uh, thank you for getting my, my gown pressed. I was not out here with wrinkled regalia. Um, I love you so much, girl. Thank you uh, to my sister who forced me to walk. I was not going to walk, full disclosure. I just wanted to finish to be done. But my uh, my team came together in beautiful ways and bullied me in all the best ways into walking. And I listened. I let them have that control, have that moment because they shared in this journey with me. And... um Thank you for pushing me to allow myself to be honored and celebrated in that way. I'm still feeling a little in, but I think it's just because I had so much going on literally right up until the moment of graduation that I haven't fully settled into it yet. I'm sure I'm going to boohoo cry in about a week and a half when I have a break. Um, And then today it's okay. You know, my mom came into town. I had to pick her up early. We got a chance to go and visit my uncle yesterday on our way back from Tallahassee, which was great. Um, cause he's had some health challenges. So it was fun to just be able to see him and chill and, you know, see his wife and family is just so important. And my mom, you know, got a chance to see her big brother hang out for a little bit. Um, and we came back to my house and we chilled out and we went to bed and got up early this morning to take her to the airport. She should actually be landing shortly. Um, so good times all around. And I had this Big, busy, full day planned as if my life has not been a series of big, busy, full days, as if I had not driven back from Tallahassee yesterday and all this other stuff. And when I got back home from the airport, I sat down and I said, you know what? Nope. 
we're going to put the big busy day to the side and we're going to go to sleep because you deserve to just really, really rest and regroup because I'm tired. I'm going to be tired probably for a while from just everything that I've been having going on. And so I went back to bed. I got into bed, went back to sleep and I feel not zero amount of guilt. I'm going to watch church online today because I can. Um, and I'm going to slow down today and try to do a little bit of regroup and do a couple of things for myself and without rushing through them to get to the next thing. I'm going to slow down, baby, like I talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. So that is how I'm honoring my own self-care. And I just wanted to share that with y'all. Like, this is a process for me, too. I just want y'all to know that I am not, like, at the finish line of self-care and I get everything right every time at all. I am in process in self-care. I am better than I used to be. And I honor that growth in everything that I do. So, y'all, thanks for being a part of that journey. Love you, mean it. Um, Now we're going to jump into today's episode. So last week, we talked about doing a year-end review. I just want to say I'm actually still doing mine because my year had so much in it. My word. That it's it's going to take a couple of rounds to really review it. And I also had finals last week, so I was kind of rushing between the year in review and doing the other stuff I needed to do. And I want to really, really sit with it so I can get a true reflection of what this last year meant. In particular, the highs. Because um, sometimes, you know, I also had some big losses this year, as I share. And sometimes the losses can make you feel like the highs weren't as high. But that's a lie from the depths of hell. My my highs were high. Like, my highs were amazing and big and beautiful and bold and should be remembered just that way because this was a year full of amazing, powerful, beautiful moments for me, quite honestly. And how dare I not honor them? So if you need to go back and revisit your year review, because maybe you rushed through it or whatever the case may be, here's me today sharing where I am so that if you needed it, you can have the freedom to go back and be honest about where you are. You need to go back and review your review to make sure you get the most out of it. Then do that. If you haven't done it yet, take your time and sit with it and really, really mind the good stuff in particular out of your year. And even from the challenges, mind the lessons. Don't just mind the challenges. Mind the lessons from the challenge so that you don't have to repeat them. Okay? Challenges aren't here to break you. They're here to make you better. I do believe that wholeheartedly as a person who's had some deep challenges. Um, My depression is not here to take me out. It is here for me to learn the lesson so I can be stronger every time it comes back. And I am stronger every time it comes back. Again, this is another season of depression for me where it is turning out way more beautifully than I ever could have imagined. And again, I was super concerned in particular because I've had so much going on. Like I haven't had a, a what I would deem is enough downtime for me. And when I tell you I've been carried from beautiful moment to beautiful moment. And while I'm tired, I am definitely tired. Um, the joy that was to be had by me is just bountiful and I'm going to take every bit of it because life is not always this joyful. So I'm going to honor myself and take it. So do that as well. Like mind the lessons so that they can make you better in each season. Even if some of the challenges that present, present the same. Um, so now what are we talking about today? Today is 
prepping for 2020. That's what you're going to do for self-care. So you you did your year in review of 2019. You may go back and revisit it. Here are the steps to take that I take, I should say. They're not the only way to start a new year. So don't. that's not what I'm saying. Um, but here's my process. And here's how I practice self-care and prepping for the year to come. So prepping for 2020. We're about to hit the Royal 20s. Um, again, and, uh, the twenties, a time period, when you look at the 1920s outside of like the great depression, the twenties was a beautiful period of dress, of art, of, um, just so much beauty came into the world in the midst of all that hardship. And I recognize that we are, you know, every, everything is selling. Everybody's preparing for economic downturn for various reasons not, that I'm not going to get into today. So absolutely prepare in case the bottom does drop out, um, but also, there was so much beauty in the realm of art and creativity and, and family and community that entered the world during the 1920s that I also want us to make it a point to take advantage of. So, Roaring Twenties, here we come. I think we're doing a 20s theme New Year's party, me and some of my friends. So, I'm with it. <laughs> um, back to this. So, when you are preparing for what you want in the next uh, year... These are the steps that I take. Hopefully it helps you. So step one, what is your word for the year? What is your theme for the year? What do you want your entire year to be about? Like if you could pick an overarching message of all the things you do, what you want them to come through, what would that be? Some people, my, my, and it could be a phrase. It doesn't have to be just a word. Um, for one of my sisters, it was her, her year of in, being intentional. And as a result of being intentional, she, her relationships are flourishing and thriving in ways that I don't know if she realized they needed to. She was able to accomplish some really big things on her list that she had been wanting to do for years and had been able to do for whatever reasons. She hosted a wellness retreat that I was so sad I could not go to because I was uh, coming back into town from Rwanda. She hosted a marriage retreat that I, well, I'm not married, so I couldn't go to that. But I'm so proud of my girl. Um, so, so, so very proud of my girl for getting these beautiful things out of herself and into the world. She is amazing. So proud of you, sis. But that was because her year was about being intentional. We were laughing. Um, she's one of my friends that came to graduation. She was one of my bullies that she was, she was the, the main one. Like, oh no, 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 you are walking in your graduation, ma'am. Um, and we will do whatever it takes for you to walk. She, uh, we laugh because we've been able to see each other so much this year. Her and her family moved away from Atlanta and it broke my heart. And that first year they were away, we didn't really get to see each other. And that broke my heart. And this year we have seen each other so many times. It has just been so amazing. It has brought me so much joy. And I'm super thankful for our friendship, for our sisterhood, um, because of that, that just at those moments have just been amazing and beautiful. So she, hers was being intentional. Mine was the year of manifestation. And when I tell you, I brought some things into this world this past year that I just didn't know at the beginning of the year if I really could or would or whatever the case might be. It was such a powerful thing this year of manifestation that it, it literally manifested in me finishing college, something I didn't even consider when the year started. Um, my big goals, I've accomplished, like I said, all of them, but the one that had to come off for me to be able to focus on school. I manifested a year of my dreams in so many ways. And that word was always in the back of my mind. Um, so what's your word? What's your overarching theme for 2020? I'm actually, or phrase. 
I'm still debating mine right now. I actually might continue in the manifestation piece because there are so many things I want to get out into the world still that I want to bring to life um, and manifest. So manifestation might be a carryover for me. There are also some other things that I thought about, um, like taking the things I've already manifested and growing them to the next level. So growth might be my word. It might be both words. I might be doing a combo deal of f- focusing on manifestation and growth, not just getting things started, but, but taking them to the next level once they're here um, and, and handling that duality. It could be any number of things. I've seen people do the year of purpose. I've seen people do the year of yes, like the Shonda Rhimes book. Side note, great book. You should read it. Um, I've seen people do a year of like reclaiming their time and refocusing on themselves. I think people talk about reclaiming their health and refocusing on the things that keep them here and whole. Um, I saw somebody did a year of wholeness and, and just kind of resetting some things in their life. What's your year? Pick a thing. Start with your thing. So you know what you want to focus your intentions toward as you move throughout the year. If you're a praying type, you want to know how you do want to pray very specifically to get the things you want. So what's your thing? After you have a thing, get a quote to support that thing. Um, that helps to bring that theme to life. You can use a Bible verse. You can use, I love quotes in general. So you can use a quote. You use all kinds of stuff to help you say, boom. When I need a quick reminder of what I'm about and why I'm here and I need to be a little bit more than a word or a short phrase and I want a, a full thought, um, pick a quote. One of the quotes that has shown up for me this year in really great ways is that um, a leader does not build many means but big use. A lot of times I try to, and I work with kids. I do a lot of cultivating of students and I had to remember that I'm not trying to make them like me. That's not the goal at the end of it all is for them to be more like me. The goal for my students is for me to leverage my knowledge, my skills, my experiences to help them be the best version of themselves. They don't have to do anything the way that I would do it but they have to be able to own their voice in such a way that they are able to manifest what they are here to manifest, um, not what I want them to manifest. So that's been really big for me that as a leader, I don't create many means. I create big use and that's super important. And it has stayed in the forefront of my mind since it became a part of my uh, lexicon. So what is your phrase? What's the thing that um, the quote, the scripture, the whatever. I have uh, three life verses that I particularly use. Um, no eye has seen, uh, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, but God is prepared for those who love them. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Those are underlying things in my life. And when something feels contrary to that, I remind myself of who my God is and what he said about me. Um, And that really works for me. So use whatever you want to use, but set set your theme and then give it a supporting quote to kind of hold you steady. Um, I'm always about creating a playlist, create a power playlist, you know, and you and let it be a work in progress. As you hear new music, as you come across new songs, add to that bad boy. Music for me really makes the world go round, especially because I don't watch TV. So get you a good, good playlist that you can start your mornings with. Your morning playlist could be super short. It could be two or three songs that make you feel empowered, that make you feel whole, that make you feel just good and that send you into your day with some joy. 
Um, one of mine, the course of it talks about, and I think I've talked about this song on here before, um, and it's like, I will build my life on your firm foundation, talking about the Lord. That's really important to me as I, especially in this season, as I am building more things for myself, that the foundation for me has to be my relationship with God it has to be what I know he said about me it has to be what I know he's put in me and what I know he's calling out of me as I move forward in my life. Um, in 2020, I'll turn 39, which means I'll be one year away from 40, which is a big deal, a huge deal for me in particular because of all the health challenges I've had in more recent years that made 40 seem like it was forever away. It might not ever come. So I really treat every year like the special blessing that it is because I, I know firsthand that it's not guaranteed. Um, for my own personal experience, not because of what somebody else went through, but because of what I've been going through myself. And so I really, really, really have to build what I'm building on this foundation given to me by the Lord. Like that's imperative for me to be successful and healthy and happy. And I own that. So what is it for you? What, what are, what are the songs, you know, that, um, going to take you to the next level that are going to help you. Keep motivated. I will always talk about having a playlist for whatever you're, you're working on, whatever your things are. I have playlists for small projects. I have playlists I use when I'm getting ready and trying to get cutes go out or extra cute. I'm cute as I am. Know that about yourself. So, you know, I have playlists that motivate me to put on my makeup and stuff and I'm dancing and feeling myself. Um, so what's your stuff? You know, create your playlist that's going to get you rocking and popping into the new year and throughout the year. And remember that it's a work in progress. So you can always add a new song, take a song off, do whatever you need to do for it to be what you need it to be to push you forward. Um, After your playlist, what are, I always tell people to try to come up with three to five big things you want to accomplish in the year and to focus. You can pick one thing if you want and let it take your full intention. But I think when we get into more than five big things, we set ourselves up to let ourselves down, honestly. And so I don't want you to do that. I want you to do three to five really big things that you can focus on, that you can put energy and effort towards, that you can assign to maybe a particular quarter of the year. I've done that when I've had more goals that maybe weren't huge. Because you could also do a series of medium-sized goals um, or even a series of small goals, honestly. But if you're doing some big stuff, if you're trying to get some really huge things out into the world, don't have 20 of those because that is creating sometimes undue stress and pressure for you. You'll feel like a failure even though you've accomplished a lot because they were really big, audacious goals. For your big, audacious goals, keep that thing three to five. I think four is good, um, like a really good number, simply because you can focus on one each quarter. Um, and I, as I said before, I really kind of I plan my life in quarters, so it helps if I have one major focus for each quarter. And then if you want some smaller goals under there, some things that maybe aren't that big of a deal in, in the, the big, big scheme of things, but they'll matter to you, then you can set those smaller goals too. Maybe you have a financial savings goal that's not like, oh, I want to save $50,000 by the end of the year. But it might be, I want to focus more on saving this year. And so I want to commit to saving at least, you know, $1,250 each quarter so that I end the year having saved $5,000. You can add that in there because that's not necessarily for some people that might be a huge goal. So that's a huge goal. Put it in your focus five 
if it's not a huge goal to you, it's just a matter of discipline or really just focusing on it, then it could be a sub goal or, you know, it's one of your smaller goals that you're adding in. Um, I tell people it's hard if you go into the, the year with more than 12 to maybe 15 goals across the various sizes. So I would say if you have more, if you find you have more than that, create a backup list. Like if I just burn through this first list, if I'm just on one and able to get through all of these things that I already want to accomplish and get stuff set up in the first part of the year, have a backup list that you can pull some additional goals from if you so choose so that you are continuing to keep yourself motivated and pushing forward and accomplishing things throughout the year. But on your main list, Focus it on those things that you really, 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 really want and or need to see happen in 2020. Um, But don't overwhelm yourself because what eventually happens is when we become overwhelmed by all we have to do, a lot of times we'll stop doing any of it and we'll stop making progress. So it's better to start off with a smaller list where you can focus than having this huge list with all of this stuff and it overwhelm you and you have analysis paralysis and you don't get any of it done not because you weren't capable but simply because you really did have too much in front of your face and your mind couldn't focus don't set yourself up that way so three to five really big goals any combination of sub goals to maybe get you to a total of 12 goals for the year um that you can work on After you get your goals, I will say pull out a calendar. It could be a very high level calendar and figure out when in the year you want to do this stuff. Um, An example would be a couple years ago, one of my goals was to run a half marathon. I knew the half marathon I wanted to run. So I knew when training had to start. The half marathon was in November of 2015. And so I can't start training for it in you know, November in, in fourth quarter, because then I didn't give myself enough time to train. I had to start training. I think I picked a 16 week training course. And so I had to back up from the day of the half marathon, 16 weeks to say, boom, well, the half marathon I want to do is in November, the training for the half marathon, because that's necessary if you want to complete it in a healthy way is, you know, 16 months prior to that. So it actually started at the end of second quarter, uh, which is about a four month process. What do you need to do? So get your calendar and kind of start plotting away. A lot of times when we don't accomplish stuff, it's just because we literally didn't plan for it after we selected it. So selection, then planning. When can I work on this? When do I want to see this manifest? When must this happen? One of my big things was making sure that the Student Leadership Institute, um, and this came as a later goal because I didn't know that I would have this job when I was originally doing my planning session. But once I knew that I would be doing some of the work I was doing with um, teens and anti-racism leadership building, once that goal hit my plate and I knew when we were going to host the event, the activity, I had to backtrack. Like to host a a summit, a a leadership institute, whatever you want to call it, in July, This is the amount of prep work it takes to get there. This is the timeline. This is the kind of support I need. And started working on that thing in January and started planning it out heavily in February and March. And because we had an application process. So to have this, you know, student selected by this so we can make these kind of orders. The application process has to be out at this point. So people have time to apply. Like you have to do a lot of backtracking, which means you have to know when you want stuff to happen. So when do you want your goals to happen? What's your deadline for each of the things you want to do so that you can backtrack into your work to make sure that you're ready when the time comes and you don't get there and you're scrambling at the end. Don't want to do that. Um, 
So that's, and that's really it. That's kind of how you set yourself up to win. And if you want, this last one is optional. It's beneficial to me to have some form of accountability. I don't tell everybody, but I do have some friends who are super close, who I know will push me, motivate me, remind me on the days when I forget, because we're all subject to days when we forget because life be life and out here. Um, who be like, but didn't you say you wanted to, but then, and you know, and they are also like, girl, go take the nap. Cause the nap is important. And maybe once you take the nap and clear your head, we can get back to this tomorrow. I will be super honest in this process of school. I had some moments in this semester where I was like, I'm over it. I'm done. I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. This is dumb. I don't have to do this to live a life I want to live. I don't have to do this to get to the next place I want to get to. This is not a requirement for me to be successful. And my friends were like, I totally get it. Let's talk. Let's vent. Let's get through this. And after I've done all that, they're like, okay, can we now refocus on the goal? So what do we need to do to move it forward in the realm of education? You've talked, you've ended. Do you need to take a nap today? Do you need to slow down on homework today? Do you need to not push yourself so hard today on that because you need a bit of a break? Okay, cool. Let's do that. And then when I talk to you tomorrow, we can talk about what you're going to do that day to reset and get back on track. Cool? Cool. Great. So accountability is not required, but I'll be here to tell you it is helpful. And it's been a critical piece of my success, having people who knew what I was working on, who knew where I was on the journey and who were about helping me push forward on days when I wanted to give up. So who are your people? One or two. And, and it doesn't have to be the person that people think it should be. If you're married, it doesn't have to be your spouse. If you know you have a sibling, it doesn't have to be your sibling. If you're in a significant relationship, it doesn't have to be your significant other. It just has to be the person that you know is going to move you forward. So who's going to move you, friend? Um, and that's really it. That's how I prep uh, for the new year. That's how I get my list of what I want to see happen. And it's honestly how I get what I want most years. I could say easily for at least the last, mm, it's 2019, so 2019, I'll say at least, probably since about 2012, at least, that me doing this type of planning, me setting myself up this way, has manifested in me getting what I wanted. Across the board. Honestly. And the only times that I have fallen short are when I didn't plan. Which is why I'm pretty adamant about planning. So, um, this is my tips for self-care. These are my tips to having success in the new year. What's your overarching theme, phrase, word, whatever it is that's about, that will remind you what you want your entire year to be about. What is your quote to support that, that you can kind of say it over and over again in your head as a mantra. What are the big goals you want to accomplish? Three to five big goals. What are those additional goals that may not be as big, but that are important to you and you really want to see them manifest in the year to come? Write, write them all, write them, write them, write them all down in multiple places. I have a post-it paper on my wall with my big goals and it's in front of my vanity. It's literally across from my bed. I see it every day. Like I can't come in my house and not see it. I can't come in my room and not see it. Um, and an assignment I got in a coaching group I was in that was really cool. It said, draw a picture of where you are now. Draw a picture on the other side of the paper of where you want to be. Draw a bridge connecting the two and write down the steps you need to take to get you across the bridge. It was super dope. And every time I, I achieved a step, I crossed it off the list. And seeing all those cross-offs was so good. Each step had a deadline. Like, it was such a good visual representation of me being able to move forward the way I wanted to move forward. So there's that. Um, whatever. And then plan. 
When do you, what are your due dates? When do you want need to put the stuff in your calendar? When do you need to start on something so that you can finish it at the time you want to finish it? Um, what's the, how do you need to backtrack to make sure that like you're at, in the end, at the end of 2020, you're like, yes, this was an amazing year. I got what I wanted. My theme lived out and it was the best of times. Even if there were some rough times in it, it was overall still the best of times. I can I'm telling you, even with the lows that I've had and I've had some lows and I've cried some tears, these highs, whoo, these highs have been amazing and beautiful and enough to carry me through on the bad days. So Make sure you set yourself up in a way where you can get carried through on the bad days, friend. So honestly, that's all I got. Remember to pick up your copy of the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care. Remember to pick up 28 Days to Launch. That's a great tool. If you kind of know what you want to do, you don't really know how to get started and set it up. 28 Days to Launch will help you develop a plan so you can execute in 2020. Um, 32 Lessons for Living the Life You Love, a previous book I wrote, but they're still good lessons. Go check them out. All of it's available on Amazon. And, you know, allow me to help you a little bit more closely as you want to thrive and move forward into 2020. I'm also going to be opening some personal coaching spots. If you're like, this has been great and this has been really cool, but I want to do some more in-depth work with somebody. I'm going to open a few coaching spots to walk through 2020 with now that I have freed up some space on my schedule. Because I walk, when I walk with people, I try to walk really closely with them, really deeply with them to really invest so that they can really live the way they want to live. Um, so if you're interested in finding more out about that, you know, slide in my DMs, let me know. We can set up a call so we can get you ready to excel in 2020 and beyond and have an amazing day, friends. Remember, do what you need to do to be more than okay. Do what you need to do to be well. You deserve it. And we need you here and we need you well. So love you. Have a great one. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. If you're ready to get started on your own self-care journey and you need some help, check out the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care workbook. You can find it on Amazon.com and we would love for you to have it to help you in your self-care journey. You can also join us on social media. We have a Facebook group, the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. On Twitter, you can find us at Black Girl Self-Care. And on Instagram, we are Black Girl Self-Care Revolution. So come on over and join us online. Keep the conversation going um, and stick with us in between episodes. Love you so much. Thank you for joining me today. And I just hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, month, week, year, that it is literally you living your best life. So till next time, be well.